Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to our community. It's great to have you back here in the I've Decided studios. Joining me today is Ken Stewart, who I know many of you are very familiar with out there in the I've Decided world, for sure. Um, so I got a question for you before we get started, and that's to the audience out there. Here we are in the middle of December, and it's coming up on New Year's, New Year's Day, and we often spend time thinking about New Year's resolutions and how we're going to improve and get better over the next year. So I want to ask you a question. How, how are you planning to enhance the skills and the talents that you already have throughout the next year? Or are you thinking about going a completely different direction? or something like that. So in today's show, we're gonna talk about the word enhance and talk specifically about seven strategies that you can enhance your unique gifts and talents. And when I was preparing for the show, I reached out to Ken um, earlier this week, asked him to come on because I think this is right up your alley, Ken, as a, as a, I look at you as you're kind of a, a CEO coach, right? Mm -hmm. A professional development coach. And you spend a lot of time working with C-suite leaders about how they can be better, how they can enhance their skills and talents. So first, before we get started, I want you to tell everybody who's Ken Stewart and what does Ken Stewart do? Well, appreciate the invitation very much. Yeah. Uh, always good to be with you. I think this is our second one. And, yeah, at uh, least our second. We'll have sure. some other conversations. I, I've got a podcast I want to bring you on. Awesome. Uh, but uh, appreciate the invitation. You're welcome. So I, you, you, you're right. I do work alongside CEOs, C-suite mm -hmm. uh, leaders. And I love the way that you tied enhancing back into the New Year's resolutions because mm -hmm. they get a bad rap. Uh most people are off of their resolutions by January 2 or January 15, <laughs> somewhere in there. Uh, but it's often because they're biting off something that is so much more right. than they can really chew. Exactly. But this idea of enhancing, this getting better in an area that I'm already in, mm -hmm. uh, you're setting yourself up for a bit more success. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of philosophy that we could get into in that and this idea that you know, I, I just came off of a, out of a training this week where we talked about leaning into our strengths and the and there's a lot more bang for your buck right. when you enhance your strengths as opposed to try to shore up yeah. your weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. And so leaning into that in your new, that's a, I think it's a great, it's great advice in going into the new year and thinking, okay, where am I already, where do I already have some strengths? Where do I already have my feet planted? Yep. But just get better at it. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a great kind of segue right into the first point we want to talk about, which is self-reflection, spending time in self-reflection. And when you talk about strengths and weaknesses, do you really know what your strengths are? Right. And how do you know that? You, well, you've got to spend some time thinking about that, right? Evaluating yourself and, and trying to really understand where do you, where's your passion? Where, where are you spending most of your time? What brings you the most joy? and those types of things so that you can then focus on those areas. Yeah. Yeah. I, in my work with uh, leaders and really anybody that I'm, I have a deeper conversation with around this self-awareness mm. is such a key. So the word we're talking about is self-reflection, but right. it, the, uh, the genre of methodology is this idea of self-awareness. That's why so many assessments are available out there. Mm -hmm. But all of that takes 
time and reflection. Yeah. And most of us are moving through the world so fast right. we don't spend enough time. that we don't take the time to self-reflect. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we are not fully aware of who we are. Yeah. And, and we're evolving all the time. You and I, as we grow and learn and have different inputs, yeah. Who we are is changing, maybe minorly, maybe majorly, but it's it's shifting sands. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That's just a reality. And unless we take the time to reflect on yeah. where am I today? Where am I in this season? Yeah. Where, you know, di the different factors that are going on. I could have different pressures at work. I could have different pressures in my family. I could diff have different financial situations. Mm -hmm. All of the circumstances around us are shaping a little bit of who we are. Sure and to take the time to reflect on a regular basis right. uh, is where, quite frankly, a lot of us fall short. And so I'm a big proponent of, of taking that time and evaluating and becoming more and more aware. And through that, that's where we're identifying, okay, where, where's it working right now? Right. Where's it not working? Right. And so often in our <clears throat> historical context, we've worried about what's not working. Instead I just of, want to fix the problem. Yes, right? yes, and I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I've got a flat tire, I, I, I can't roll down the highway unless I fix that tire. Yeah. But in the breadth of life, it's a little bit different. Right. I think it, it absolutely we're is. Not, we're, we, we often will go to try to fix something that's not as crucial as a tire. Right. It doesn't necessarily need the time or energy that put, that's put into it, which then takes away from the time that you have to invest in the areas where maybe you should. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. So that time for self-reflection. So I'm curious, uh, how, from your perspective as a coach, how much time, and it's probably different for everybody, I get it, but how much time should one set out to allow for on an annual basis for self-reflection? What would you say? Ooh, annual? Just ballpark it, yeah. <laughs> should it be done quarterly, monthly, weekly, once a year? I mean, what what would be kind of ideal time frame to try to target for somebody? I recently uh, wrote a small snippet on LinkedIn about our need to, if we're a high performance engine, mm -hmm. high performance vehicle, uh, to have someone that is helping to tune that engine that is very familiar with that engine. So I'm, I'm just referencing that analogy, yeah. okay? It's a good analogy, I think. So uh, if I'm a daily driver, how often do I need to change the oil? How often do I need... Every time I get in the vehicle, I kind of need to look at the dashboard. Yes. Do I have enough get fuel? Uh, do, do I have any lights flashing at me? So that's a very high-level yeah. self-evaluation sure. or self-reflection. But once in a while, every 3,000 miles or so, I need to change the oil. Mm -hmm. I need, and while you're in there, is there anything else going on? So that's almost what you might call a quarterly deeper dive. Yeah, it but is. But that's for a daily driver. Sure. If I'm in a high-performance vehicle, when do they look at the engine? Probably every time they use it. Every time they use it. Yeah. Before wow. and after. Yeah. And in a super high-performance race, they'll actually tear the engine completely down and rebuild it. Yeah. So the answer to your question is a spectrum yeah. of how high performance are you in life yeah. or do you want to be in life? And the more high performance you want to be in life, the more time I believe you need to spend under the hood. That's rich. 
That, that's enough right there, Ken. I don't think we have to go really any farther with Done. that. No. <laughs> that's really pretty pretty good advice. I wasn't expecting that answer, to be honest with you. I was satisfied with quarterly because mm-hmm. I was comparing as you were going through that. I was like, yeah, you know, I change my oil about every three months or four or five, if I'm being honest sometimes, because I don't always get there. But you're right. We should look at ourselves as more of the high-performance vehicle if we truly want to be successful. And it should almost be daily. Yeah. Right? I, I work with some uh, – I, I love – it's just a beautiful gift to me to be able to work with some of the people that I get work with. Yeah. And uh, when when I look at their habits, they are very frequently on a daily basis taking some time mm. to reflect what worked yesterday, yeah. what's on my schedule today. I've got one particular client who will actually look at their appointments for the day and say – who am I going to be talking to? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to make sure I'm ready for that? Yeah. You know, there's a there's that's a good. there's a fine tuning that's going on, and that's uh, intentional every single morning. Yeah. Intentionally, yes. that's that's really good. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective, and I I, I appreciate that that mindset. I it, think that, it, that there's value there. It's hard. It's a commitment. Sure, it is. Uh, and and but and I don't want to belabor the point. I know we've got some other points to that's get right. to, uh, but it does come back to the level that you want to quote unquote play in life. How much success do you really want to have? Yeah. Right. And some are completely, completely fine being a daily driver. There is nothing wrong with that. It's not a judgment call, but what is life demanding of you and what do you want to bring into life? Yeah. How much do you want to get out of it? Right. I think that that's really good. I appreciate that. All right. So we're going to move on. So the next strategy is around setting goals, um, making sure that we're, you know, after you've identified those strengths that you have, it's important to set goals for yourself but on an annual basis. Sure. Or they could be, you could even have daily goals. Very I much think, so. Right. You really, mm-hmm. you have the big goal, whatever that is. Maybe it's a 12 month goal, an 18 month goal or whatever, but you got to have several goals to align with that day, that long-term goal, right. In order to get there. Cause you can't bite off. You can't eat the whole elephant at once, right. right? And I was I was taught by some mentored, I should say, by some really good people who really introduced me to the concept many years ago around developing smart goals, right? right. Specific, measurable, attainable, timely. What's the R? Realistic. The R is realistic, yeah. right? And really being specific on how those goals are structured, how they're written, so that they can be measured against. I think that that's really important too. So what are your thoughts around goal setting? The first you, you just mentioned there at the end, the first thing that comes to my mind is what gets measured gets done. Absolutely. And I don't mean to be overly cliche. There's a reason they're it's cliche. It's very true. They're true. Very true. <laughs> They've been repeated over time yeah. because they, they are true. Uh, so uh, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. And that's what goal, goal setting and goal tracking mm-hmm. is about. It yeah. sets a vision, a yep. destination, a desired place I want to go. And then it, it establishes the route that we need to go mm-hmm. to get there. Yep. And then you have a measurement, a, 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 uh, a, a guide, a gauge, a, uh, a reflection to say, am I on the right path? Mm-hmm. And in uh, my work with the H3 leader, uh, and it comes from a book that I read a while back uh, called The Land Between by Jeff Minion. But he gave me the language of what it takes to go from here to there. Mm. And in order to go from here to there, you need to have three things. 
you need to have a vision of your there. Yeah. That's the goal. Right. What is it? Yeah. You also have to know you're here. Mm-hmm. Where am I starting from? And this is the uh, the self-reflection we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You you have to know where you're starting from. And then when you know those two points, the third is the plan to the get path, between yeah. the two points. What's yeah. the path? I like that. It's, uh, and I, when I translate that, it's like, why, why is here so important? I just want to get there. Well, yeah. if I'm going from Peoria to uh, uh, somewhere in Iowa and I go up to I-80 and somebody says, go up to I-80 and turn left. Mm-hmm. Well, if I know I'm in Peoria, great. But if I'm coming down from Rockford and I go to I-80 and I turn left, that doesn't going, work. Yeah, you're going the wrong direction. So you have to know where you start from. Yeah. And so goal, vision, that, where you are, and then the plan between. Yeah. That's important. And, and I also I also think from a goal setting perspective, some of us work in an environment where we lead a team of people, right? So my example as the CEO at the Y, I have a lot of other people that I'm responsible for. And ultimately, all of our goals lead a point towards one direction, right? It's the direction of the organization. So you have to think about goal setting. Some For some people like me, it's not only for your own personal development or your personal achievement, but how are others' successes going to lend to my success? Which, mm-hmm. And how do we all collectively lend to the success of the organization? Right. Which is really important. So in a corporate uh, landscape, you got to have goals at a lot of different levels, but they all got to point in the same direction. Yeah. They all got to lead down the same path. And that's important to think of I think as well, which is why vision is so important. Uh, there's a <clears throat> we in in my work we use the disc profile, okay. and we use a particular version of it that's called the work of leaders. And in there is the concept of vision, alignment, and execution. Mm-hmm. So the the senior leader has to be very diligent in continually putting out the the master vision, yep. and then throughout the organization. What you're speaking to mm-hmm. is the need for alignment. Yeah. All, you know, it's great for you to have personal goals, professional goals, et cetera. Right. But in the organization, are they in alignment right. and all taking us in the same direction? Yeah. Of course, the third part of that is the execution piece. But sure, another conversation for another day. Sure. Well, and I think before we move off of goal setting, it's also important for people to celebrate success along the pathway. Right? Success isn't when you get to the end necessarily. That's the main priority, but there are successes that happen throughout the journey. And I think you have to take time to celebrate that, right? To create motivation um, and encourage others around you who are participating in whatever the challenge is. Um, But you got to take time to appreciate it and reward yourself for some of that success. I'm a big believer in celebration. Uh, some people, including myself, sometimes want to camp out there a little long. Yeah, true. So let's celebrate well, it fun. and then get back on the, but, but yeah, yeah. You, I've, uh, now we're getting into kind of the human side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the soul side of it, the, the relational side of it. That's, people need to be appreciated. Yes. Right? Yes. And that includes ourselves. Yes. And, yes. And even if we're working by ourselves, we need to recognize that within ourselves that we need to feel that and there's a there's a part of there you can have your solo celebration but i think in community particularly when we're talking about teams Mm -hmm. and organizations 
when you can celebrate alongside one another, yeah. uh, there is a relational component a com- on camaraderie. And when I can celebrate you yeah. and you can celebrate me, now we're breaking down the walls of competition. Yeah, it breeds culture and everybody's coming together and we're all pulling on the rope at the same time. It's all positive. Yeah. Absolutely. If I could just one more smi- minor comment please, on the goals. Please. I'm terrible at them. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be clear. Well, I think this is one part of the the development process that I have fought for mm-hmm. 45 years. Yeah. It's just it, it is a difficult part because I'm I want to be in the moment. I want to live in the moment and I just want to trust that the future is going to become whatever this future right. is going to be. And I'm going to be OK with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my I'd say over the last five to ten years of my my personal and professional development, I've had to take a lot closer look yeah. at this. And I don't live in regret, uh, but um, those are experiences that, that you've learned from. That's right? right. And that's one thing. If I, if I could rewrite uh, some of my early years in my development sure. journey, I would have taken a, a lot more serious look at mm-hmm. the need for this piece of Yeah, the, and I, the I, would, I would say I'm in the same boat that you're in. I always haven't been great at it, but I've gotten better over time. And I think, especially within the, the, the culture of the why and where we are today, we're really focused on this right now. And it starts with our board and has created a lot more alignment within the org, org chart. And, and we feel, I feel that there's a lot, the culture has been strengthened because of it. Because now everybody understands their responsibility, they understand why they're doing what they're doing and how it's going to affect the entire organization. And, and it helps everybody. Oh, yeah. Be there, more successful. There's momentum that goes with that alignment mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, I think it's critically important to be to be good at it or at least be a, aspiring to be good at it and working towards success with goal goal development and goal attainment in order to really get to the next level mm-hmm. i would absolutely argue that all right so the next strategy then is around learning we're never we never stop learning we never should stop learning or aspiring to learn more um, throughout the journey and there's a lot of things that we can do when it comes to continue continuing to learn right Um, whether it be uh, signing up for classes at the community college or workshops or podcasts or whatever we have to have a uh, desire to learn and maybe that should be one of the goals that we set for ourselves is what am i going to do over this next certain amount of time to learn more in this space yeah if I were to circle any one of these strategies uh, as premium, uh, this would definitely be the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something about, and I think it flows out of our juvenile attitude towards school. I'll speak for myself. Sure. Where when I walked across that stage and got my diploma, I was done in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Right? I, was, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I, I didn't see the value in it. Nope. I was like, I just want to go get a job where I'm going to get money so I can go play. I mean, that's very simplistic, but that's really where my heart was with respect to to learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was probably in my uh, early 40s when I came across this stat that uh, I don't remember the exact number, but such a small percentage the vast majority of people haven't picked up a book Mm. since they left high school. 
mm-hmm. or college, whatever their latest level of learning was, yeah. haven't even put, picked up a book. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks to this mindset. I'm done with my learning. Right. Now I want to go live. Yeah. But what that neglects to appreciate is the fact that the entire world is changing mm-hmm. and it's changing faster and faster mm-hmm. as, as you and I uh, creep up in years, we'll call it that. Uh, and in order for us to navigate the world well, we have to continue to learn. I mean, again, we're getting back into cliche, but leaders are readers. Leaders are learners. Uh, I think it was Lencioni, and he probably wasn't the first one to say it, but uh, that we become, we are a product of the books we read and the five people closest to us. Mm-hmm. All of these various uh, converse, or, uh, uh, perspectives point toward our need to be avid learners. Yeah. Lifelong, avid, intentional learners mm-hmm. for the rest of our life. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's a that may sound a little preachy, right. uh, but I'm just such a believer yeah. in it. And, well, and I think the important thing is, is you can target your learning, you know, to the specific skills or talents that you're trying to develop within yourself or what's the success that you're trying to achieve. The learning becomes targeted Mm -hmm. there, and that's important, right? You don't have to go, I'm going to learn something today. I'm going to learn something that's going to help me be better in this space. I think that was such a huge uh, part of my shift in perspective was when I was going through school, I didn't see the practical application. Sure. But when I got to a point after I'd kind of outlived my innate skill set, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I need to learn how to deal with X. Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to deal with Y. Here's a whole arena of study that that could really shed light on life. And so I want to spend some time there learning from the people that have been there before me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I yeah. think that I would, practical application is huge. Well, and I would still argue that there's no benefit to algebra. <laughs> you're, sp- you're speaking to a math major. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some benefit. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> All right. Well, then we're going to keep moving. We still got a few more points to cover. The next one is the importance of embracing challenges. And I think this is really hard for a lot of people. Most of us, myself included, I'm getting better at this as I get older and become more confident, is we want to run away from the challenge, right? Or we want to find a way to avoid the challenge. But I think if we approach it from the perspective where it's an opportunity for me to grow, for me to develop new skills and those things that sometimes our challenges can be our greatest moments and our greatest opportunities to learn a lot about ourselves and develop. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie wall E? I, I have. It's been okay. a while. So the, the basic, I mean, there's probably a number of premises to the movie, but one of the basic takeaways from that movie is that the entire culture ran toward, or I should say sat in a recliner yeah. toward comfort. Uh, the, that was the, that was the pursuit. Well, let machines do all the work Mm -hmm. and, and look where that led them to. And I just think it was a hyperbolic way of looking at or hyperbole is the form of the word hyperbole is what I'm going for there of, of the end game Mm -hmm. of always pursuing comfort. And I was in, I was recently in an interview with a guy where he said that, that comfort and change cannot coexist. Nope. If, if we're in a world that is changing and we need to be continually changing, we can't seeking comfort is not the solution. Mm-mm. I understand it. Yeah. And I would say that a vast majority of people in our world 
are still going to be pursuing comfort. I mean, mm-hmm. we and our our, oh, sure. our our affluence speaks to that. Uh, it it yeah. gives us the ability to be able to pursue comfort. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get rid of my microwave. I don't want right. to get rid of delivery services. And right. I I understand mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So there's a tension. Yeah. But I believe that the the learners the the people that are actively seeking growth and development understand this concept and I believe should actively seek challenge. I agree. I agree. It's like going to the weight room. That's how you build your muscles. You, you tear them down, they heal and grow back up. I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's more opportunity to grow by going through a challenge than there is by avoiding it Mm -hmm. or by seeking comfort Mm -hmm. in every aspect of our life. We have to understand that through this difficult time frame or this difficult experience, I'm going to be better mm-hmm. when I come out on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. And I think when we do that, we're more successful in navigating the challenge too, because our mindsets change. Mm-hmm. Is that I can overcome this? Yeah. I'm not sure how it's gonna, how it's all gonna work out. But if I go into it with a mindset where this is gonna make me better, then the result ends up being much better for us, and probably the experience is not maybe as drawn out as what it would be by trying to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, so many things going through my head right now. The first is, okay, so how do you practice that so that you can get better? Mm-hmm. And the second is uh, the, the the story of the buffalo. I don't know the story. Okay. So bring me back to the story of the buffalo, but I want to start with practice. Okay, go. Okay, so how do you practice getting better at navigating challenge you have to insert yourself into it artificially yeah okay so um i know not everybody's up for this game but that's the idea behind a cold shower Mm. okay i'm i'm gonna force myself mentally engage in doing something i don't have to do right and i don't want to do (laughs) but i'm going to do it because it's practice uh, and that's just one example. Yeah, that's it's, interesting. It's another reason. It's a reason I do Spartan races. Okay. Now, who wants to go run a half marathon? Torture yourself, yeah. In the heat and in the hills in the and mud, in the mud yeah. and in the rain. Who wants to do that? Nobody necessarily wants to do it unless you appreciate the value that you're getting out of it. It's going to make you better. In strengthening your mental toughness, your physical toughness, all of those things. Okay. So that you're artificially embracing and navigating challenge. Mm-hmm. And then when something hits you in the, in your life, you're like, can draw on that experience. I, yeah. I, I, it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay. I took a cold shower this morning. I can deal with this. <laughs> if, I like if you yeah. take a five minute cold shower or longer every single morning, your day will go a ton better <laughs> because nothing, very little is worse than that. <laughs> I like that. I, so. you know, I was thinking about, when you started to bring up the word practice, I was struggling with how are you going to practice that? Are you going to role play with somebody? Yeah, maybe. But I like that, that using that as an opportunity to help build up endurance, yeah. I guess, or resistance. Yeah. Well, you talked about or the, the fact, courage. Yeah. You talked about the fact that a lot of people will, will go out of our way to Absolutely. avoid the challenge and get to comfort. Well, that that's a mental game. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you choose your hard, yeah. And you choose to do the hard instead of the easy in a, in a very controllable environment. Sure. You are training your brain 
mm. uh, to, to to then when it pops up to fight and to, not, yeah. not run. Yeah, right. which, which gets us to the buffaloes. Yeah, that, yeah. I almost forgot about the buffalo story. I want to hear the story. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it as well as uh, that's all right. My source, uh, but um, he runs his company based on the buffalo philosophy. Okay. And basically, if you if the storm is coming and you look at a bunch of cows, what do they do? Mm-hmm. They huddle together. Sure. Okay. And they wait it out. Mm-hmm. And the, the storm's going to come and all this stuff. Well, if you look at watch a buffalo, what a buffalo does is he turns his head toward the storm and he walks into it. Interesting. Okay. And so is that the harder path? Yes. yes. It's also but the quicker path. It's the faster path. It's the more effective path because going opposite in the direction of the storm, you're in the storm for less time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of memes and beautiful posters and I've never heard around that, that philosophy. I did not know that about Buffalo, but that's interesting. Face and it makes storm. a lot of sense. Face the storm. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. That's a good, a good little analogy to share with people on how to, to, to work through that, that, uh, that challenge. All right. Next, next item is then feedback. The importance of seeking feedback. Um, it's absolutely essential. Uh, I also think it's just as essential as who you're getting it from, mm. right? Who's providing the feedback and are they providing you valuable feedback? Cause not all feedback is good, nor should it have to be good, but it's not necessarily coming from a good source yeah. too. So you have to be able to, um, you have to have the courage to seek it, to listen to it, to absorb it, to use it as a uh, opportunity to learn and grow but it's also important and valuable of who you're entrusting yes in that space well it goes back to what i said earlier about the the books you read and the five people that are closest to you Mm -hmm. because they have such an influence over the way you not only not only your life but just the way you think yeah because you you they they are primary inputs into your life Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, as a part of my business, I facilitate peer-to-peer advisory teams for CEOs, owners of Christian businesses. And a comment was made, uh, this week that just really, I believe speaks to that. Mm. And, uh, one of the members just said, you know, one of the reasons I love coming to these conversations and being in this room is because I know everybody around this table is for me Yeah, and I am for everybody around this table. That's powerful. And to, to, to have that, now the feedback can be direct and it can be challenging and it can be something you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. But if you know that's coming from someone who cares deeply, not only about you as a person, but about what you're trying to do, about your passions, about your engagement mm-hmm. in this world, that's, a, that's powerful feedback. And we all need it because we are absolutely blind to ourselves. Sure we are. I will often tell people, I, you and I can have a conversation about your mission, vision, and values and kingdom purpose for your organization. Mm-hmm. And I believe I can help you, but I'm not very good at it for myself. Yeah. I need, we need that mirror, that sounding board, someone who says, wait a minute, this is what you said. Is that what you mean? Right. Um, and can just help you refine mm-hmm. what's going on in life. So feedback. Absolutely yeah, critical. It's, it's absolutely critical. And, and you can't be sensitive to it. You have to understand that, like you said, especially if it's the right people in the room mm-hmm. or in the space or providing it, you got to know that it's for your own benefit. You got to be able to absorb it, lean into it. Yeah. Right. And, and use it as an opportunity to grow and to overcome challenges. Because I think you find that 
more so the case than not. Yeah. When, when it's, again, it starts with who's providing it, mm-hmm. right? And then it's really entrusting the process of going through that. It's actually a, a, a beautiful thing when a client will follow up afterwards and say, Ken, that was, that was really hard to hear, but mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good stuff. All right, talk about growth mindset. Um, as another uh, uh, asset to have, cultivate a growth mindset. And this is really about believing in your abilities and your and your own intelligence um, can all be developed through hard work, hmm. right? Knowing the whole thing around growth mindset. So what's your what's your take on that perspective? I'm a big believer in the value of mindset and there are different ways that you can approach different language you can use around it. Uh, Growth mindset. uh, Another one that's similar is abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Mm. So an abundance mindset has has that growth mindset kind of weaved in with it. But I want to, I want to like compare and contrast that with a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Uh, And uh, this fact that if, if, if I give you a piece of my pie, I have one piece less of my pie, yeah. as opposed to the, if I give you a piece that pie can actually expand. Mm. Uh, and that uh, my analogy is breaking down really fast, but, but a growth mindset is really, it is about how we think, can, can I get better? Is my giving of myself right. is my, is this development? Cause it is a difficult journey. It is a lifelong sure. journey and it's filled with peaks and valleys and, and <clears throat> restarts and, uh, there's a book by Simon Sinek that, that it's an infinite game yeah. and that can be tiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, especially we don't celebrate along the way, but right. we can go well, through and the there's going to, there's going to be failure. Yeah. There, there absolutely is going to be failure, but there's still an opportunity to grow through that failure. Yeah, right? And that's, and that, that, that's kind of going back to the embracing the challenging yeah. challenge piece. Yeah. Right. But you got to have the attitude of, I, I know that I can grow through this process if I just invest in it. Yeah, there's a, there's a wonderful uh, video out there, and I don't remember the title of the video, but the theme is uh, that it talks about the, the, the really, really bad things that happen mm-hmm. in, in people's lives, and the turn on it is that could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. A growth mindset looks at everything, uh, it, it, whether it be failure or breakdown or challenge mm-hmm. or success. Or takes all of that and says, okay, how, how is that building into my life? How, how, how am I growing through that? And try, really intentionally, that word's come up a lot today, mm. is intentionally trying to figure out how to use that to, to, to grow. Yeah. yeah it's, it's... Versus a mindset that really takes all of that, anything that's on the negative side as a defeat well, and a push down. Having a growth mindset is a positive outlook on life. Yeah. Really. It's the difference between this water bottle is half full or it's half empty. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's really, it's a mentality. That's what it is. It's about believing that these experiences, this effort is going to make me better and help me become stronger in whatever it is that I'm doing. So it, it's absolutely a bit of a mind game. Um, the last point before we wrap up is around the importance of building a supportive network. We talked a little bit about that when we were seeking feedback, mm-hmm. right? That network mm-hmm. of who who is in your circle of influence. I talk about this with my kids all the time. Who are you spending your time with? 
right? Are they dragging you down or are they encouraging you and lifting you up? Because that is so important. And it relates to us and our professional development too. We've got to have people in our corner. Not that they're always going to tell us we're doing a great job because that's not helping us either. You got to be people that we can count on, that we can trust, who are going to help us get better because they they have a desire to do that. Yeah. Those people are important for us. Yeah. And I would encourage, and this is something I'm really, I'm working on. It's not, doesn't come easy for me, mm-hmm. but to broaden the network. So there are those people that are really close to that, that you, that grow, you grow in a trust level with, and you can really tap into, but to expand that network beyond, because one of the things that I just find absolutely amazing as I get to know more and more people is how many different perspectives, perspective is unique to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you got 10 people in a room, how many different perspectives do we have on X, Y, or Z? 10. 10, right. Right. So to, to be able to think, okay, I would really value Joe's perspective on that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know Joe real well, but I know him well enough to shoot him a text or to send him an email and just say, hey, Joe, I'd love to tap your brain about this. Mm-hmm. or. Sally, she's in this field and I met her at an event a while back and I've been wanting to follow up with her, but uh, this is a, this, I'd love to ask her this question. And so as, as our network expands, uh, we, uh, we not only appreciate the fact that uh, our opinion is one among many, uh, but we start to look, really learn from others and expand our understanding of, of everything that's going on because our network has expanded. Right. So be intentional about those that you bring into that circle of influence, right? Make sure that they're people who have your best interests at heart. I think that's, that's the number one um, evaluation piece of the whole thing is do they truly care about you and your success? And are they going to be honest with you and providing that feedback? Yeah, definitely. particularly in that, in that closer circle. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you. It's always great to sit here and, and have conversation with you. I always feel like I learned something when we do that, and I appreciate you saying yes to the text. Well, I appreciate the invitation. Can I give you just one more thought? Absolutely, you can. So this this comes from, uh, you 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 know, I also am a bivocational pastor. I, yep. All right, so uh, I, I talk about heart, soul, mind, and strength development, and uh, particularly with regard to the soul, but I also look back from a spiritual perspective uh, to how and why we were created. Mm. And I believe that God has created us with us, what I call a redemptive potential. And I learned that uh, from a, a really close pastor friend of mine. And when I think of the gift of life and all that we've been giving and given, and I, again, heart, soul, mind, and strength relationship with one another, relationship with God, um, relationship with the way we think and our mindsets Mm -hmm. uh, and our cognitive abilities and our knowledge and then strength of our body, the way we interact with the world and tangibly uh, uh, move about in this world. We've been created with certain potential and ultimately uh, perfection if you go all the way back to the creation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we are so far from it. And this idea uh, of enhancing I just I love that word because we are a a glimpse of what we were created to be Mm. and to be able to develop in these areas and Mm. to grow. And really, I I don't necessarily I mean, new new uh, developments. Great. But I already have this body of work called me. Right. 
And if I could learn to maximize and grow and to to become closer to my redemptive potential, mm. to all that I've been created to be already. Yeah. That's fantastic. There. Yeah. You and I were created to 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 do something yeah. in this world, and we're going to do it when right. we when we and when we understand what that, that space. blessing is or what that talent is that's been put inside of us. The the possibilities are endless. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what you're saying. They really are endless because then they become kind of spiritually motivated, and we're using our spiritual gifts, which is what God wants us to do. Exactly. Right. And I didn't that's, mean to derail no, the conversation, awesome. but I'm glad you went there with it. That's 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 really good stuff, and I find a lot of value in that. All right. Before we wrap up, I wanted I want to take a moment and just pump the uh, the I've Decided Conference is coming up. It's the 10th annual. Yeah. I've Decided Conference. You're going. Yep. Right. I plan to be there. Hope everyone out there. And you I, might even see me on stage. I don't know. Oh, are you a maybe, presenter? Maybe. Wow. That, should I read my email about that? <laughs> I probably should have read my email. But coming up on Friday, February 2nd, Thursday, February 1st, I think is the vendor event, um, is the all-in 10th annual I've Decided 2024 kickoff conference. So check your emails, sign up for the conference. If you're not a part of the I've Decided community, Look up the I've Decided website. The information's there for you. We hope to see you there. Ken, thanks for joining me Thanks for having me. And thank you for joining us here in our community. Blessings, all.